0: Like Bob on Facebook at Facebook.com
1: slash live.
0: And welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. Thank you for joining me. Just before the break, we were talking about libraries, uh, pulling this book off the shelf and removing them. And I was just pointing out it's a complicated issue. It's not just cut and dry, but we must be diligent in watching what is and what is not being presented to our children. Well, I've got on the line Erica from Galloway, Ohio. Erica, you've been very, very patient waiting online. Thank you, and you're on the air.
1: Bala, I'm so honored. Thank you for having me on the show.
0: My pleasure.
1: Oh, God bless you. Um, I just, I'm trying to remember back to my elementary school days. So it was a long time ago, but I was born in 1972. So in fourth grade, I checked out a book about witchcraft Mm. and I got a very sick feeling in my stomach. I'm like, I don't want to sacrifice animals. You know, I just, I felt really like, like I was going to vomit and I, I returned it this This was in a public school library in a rural, rural community. So what's your feedback on that? Well,
0: again, it's a complicated issue. But if the book actually advocating sacrificing animals, that is clearly illegal as well as immoral. And, of course, it should not have been in that school library. Of course not.
1: And then, of course, I was exposed to Judy Bloom. My best friend turned me on to, Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. But, you know, that's not advocating Christian doctrine. It's just a person trying to steer you towards some sort of moral end. But the Bible to me is everything. I mean, yeah. Judy Bloom is okay, but she's a bit scatological at times. I mean, even. It's a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit racy, even for young girls. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sorry to say that. I, I read all the books, but and I that's. I wouldn't, it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But my children read these books today. <laughs> well, and
0: and and you're illustrating my point that mm-hmm. this is not a cut and dry, easy topic to yes. deal with. It really isn't. It's very, very complicated,
1: <laughs> because we
0: do have a constitution. Yeah. and we do have freedom of speech freedom of expression and so forth but we we go back and as i tried to to ref, refer to this before the break it comes back to what we used to call community standards books yeah. were chosen or rejected by a local library according to community standards and if you go back 50 or 60 years Yeah, liberals, conservatives, Republicans, Democrats, they would basically agree on what community standards were, but no longer, because we Um, have lost our moral compass. We have lost any kind of moral foundation in America. So we don't have community standards anymore, which complicates what goes on the shelf, what does not go on the shelf. And I think ultimately, Erica... It goes to parents. Yeah. Know what your children are reading. Know what they're checking out from the library. And you be the ultimate censor. Uh, If things are clearly immoral in the library, then we need to take a stand against them. But it's becoming more and more difficult because, again, we no longer have community standards.
1: It's that's crazy. It's like I hate to say this, but it's kind of a crapshoot. It's like well, that's 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 one way to
0: look at it. it. (laughs) All right, Erica, thanks. Appreciate your call. All right, you too. Uh, I don't know whether I don't know how many of you are old enough to remember. I don't. I don't. I don't even remember the last time I heard the phrase community standards. Uh, In many localities, it was written in the local bylaws. Uh, The content of the local library will be determined by community standards. That was written in the law. It was written in the ordinances, Uh, community standards. And again, liberals, conservatives, ah, there would be minor disagreements, but there would be an enormous amount of agreement. Those days are gone. And that's why I continue to say the real problem in America is not a political problem. The real problem in America is a spiritual problem. The churches of America underscored the community standards. They taught. They preached right, wrong, good, evil, moral, immoral. Pastors had moral courage to open the Word of God and say, hey, listen, this is what God says about sex, sexuality, marriage. This is what God says about this activity and that activity. Therefore, this is moral, this is immoral. This is right, this is wrong. And culture, society... Was driven by that moral standard proclaimed from the pulpits of America. We lost that years ago. The pulpits of America, particularly the liberal pulpits and many evangelical pulpits, don't talk about right and wrong, good and evil, moral and immoral. They don't discuss it. Well, it's controversial. And we don't want to hurt people's feelings. We don't want to offend people. Um, you really think that the original apostles were concerned about offending people? What they preached, what they taught, got them all killed. Do you really think Jesus was concerned about offending people? when he called the religious leaders of his day some really hard names you're a bunch of snakes and vipers you are of your father the devil you really think jesus was concerned about offending people don't believe it when people tell you that jesus floated around on a on a cloud you know through the streets of jerusalem and galilee he floated on this little cloud And he just looked around him and says, I love you, I love you, I love you, and I love you, and I love you. That was not the Jesus of Scripture. And it's certainly not the risen Christ. One of the greatest errors today is the presentation of who Jesus is and was. That's why today the WWJD is meaningless. What would Jesus do? Most people have no clue what Jesus would do. They have no clue because they don't know the Jesus of Scripture. Joy and I are going through the Gospels again. We were reading in Luke last night. Jesus was really tough on some people. He really was. And the risen Christ that is revealed in Revelation chapter 1, when John saw him, he didn't run up to him and lay a big wet kiss on his cheek. He didn't even hug him. It says he fell on his face as if he were dead. Such was the appearance of the risen Christ. Isn't it sad? That what would Jesus do is completely irrelevant today, because most people have no clue what Jesus would do. Um, We have lost our moral foundation, and that's mostly due to the pulpits of America, not the politicians'. That's why, if you study the life of Jesus in the Gospels, who was Jesus really, really, really rough on? The corrupt politicians are the corrupt religious people? If you've read your Bible at all, you know the answer to that. He was basically silent on the corrupt politicians, and Rome was one of the most corrupt governments in world history. He basically ignored them. But he did not ignore the religious crowd. Not at all. I think we can learn a lot from that. All right. <laughs> I'll get off my soapbox for that, at least for now. We'll take a break and we'll be back. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com dot slash Bob Bernie Live. What? Common sense rising up here, there? Uh, not everywhere, but uh, here and there we're beginning to see a little bit of common sense. Uh, we've actually spent quite a bit of time this week on the whole transgender fiasco, and it is a fiasco. Uh, the best way I know of illustrating it, and I've used this illustration in the past two days... And I'll do it one more time again. Today, it's like two trains heading at great speed in two directions. On the side of the train, transgenderism. America is speeding, speeding, speeding towards embracing anyone who says they're transgender. If a five-year-old kid thinks that they're really... uh, The five-year-old boy really thinks he's a girl... A five-year-old girl really thinks that she's a boy. Uh, Start giving them puberty blockers. Uh, We are, the United States of America is headed in that direction. Almost all of the world is on the other track heading the other direction. Away from this whole transgenderism thing because it's falling apart. Research. Research. Science is beginning to determine that, number one, transgenderism really doesn't exist. And number two, when it is treated, it is dangerous, particularly to children. But not only is it dangerous to children, it's dangerous in sports and athletics. We... um uh, have seen the debacle in the swimming area. Uh, Leah Smith, the man parading as a woman who was like number four in, uh, f- pardon me, number 400 in the United States when he was competing as a male in swimming. Well, then he decides, I feel pretty and I am now a woman. And begins now he did go through hormone treatments, reduced his testosterone level, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But still a male. Still a male. Began competing against women and went from like number 400 to number one or number two in the country. Began smashing swimming records. Shouldn't that tell you something? If he couldn't do it against male swimmers. And he is destroying women? I mean, common sense, folks. Common sense. Well, organizations, sports organizations around the world, are showing quite a bit more wisdom than America. Because, like I said, we're on two trains heading in the wrong direction. Here in America... The Nationals swimming, uh, the NCAA college athletics swimming, yeah, transgender, fine, that's okay, sure, but not the rest of the world. Here is the latest example. The World Boxing Council has announced a brand new policy that requires, and I quote, participants in the sport must compete against members of their biological sex. This is the World Boxing Council. Now, what brought this about? Uh, some women getting almost beaten to death by a man masquerading as a woman in the ring or in the cage. Yeah, this has happened a few times. Men in boxing said, hmm, I can't beat up other men, but maybe I can beat up women. I feel pretty. And a couple of women boxers have been hurt seriously. And so the World Boxing Council says, and I quote, the WBC advocates for two equally skilled and matched athletes competing in the cage or ring on a level playing field. And to keep matches fair competitive entertaining and most importantly safe for all combatants at present level of scientific knowledge the wbc consensus is that allowing transgender athletes to compete raises serious and serious health and safety concerns the organization concluded quote A trans identified combatant may have an unfair advantage over their biologically female competitor. So, in other words, the World Boxing Council says "Uh -uh, no men beating up on women. Good for them. It's common sense. But as i said the united states under its current leadership is headed in the opposite direction of most of the rest of the world you would think you would think that our leaders would go whoa wait a minute how come how come nobody else is going in the direction we are nah too woke
1: Too Woke.